Hello, everyone. It is October in the bluegrass, and that means it is finally time to talk about some spooky and creepy things. And my guest today has a new film out that is sure to get you thinking about some Kentucky legends and myths that have been told over and over again. Many of us have heard of the Moonbow at Cumberland Falls. It's a mysterious and yet beautiful phenomenon that happens when there's a full moon. But what you may not know, Cumberland Falls is a place ripe with urban legends and tales that some dismiss and others believe believe are real. From WKYT Podcast, this is Uniquely Kentucky. I'm your host, Amber Philpotts. A dream more than 15 years in the making, urban legends, two Samsung Galaxy 9 phones, and a lot of scary nights spent in the woods. The end result, the first horror film written, directed, produced, and edited by Robbie Chadwell. Robbie, welcome. How are you today? Great. How are you doing? So you've got this new film out called Moonbow. Um, and this takes us to the falls, a place that for somebody like me had no idea was ripe with all these crazy legends. Where yeah. did this idea come from? So uh, I grew up in Corbin and uh, my sister, she's a little bit older than me and she always tried to scare me with all these local legends. This place called Dog Slaughter Falls and Devil's Creek. There was like an old satanic church down there. So, you know, she liked to torture me as a child and she would scare me with all these stories. So, you know, I always associated that area with with those legends. You are a guy that um, really has probably lived in Lexington longer than you lived in Corbin, but Corbin will always be home to you. You had written this film and put it away in a drawer for many years. What finally made you come back around to it? Well, so I wrote I wrote the first scene actually about 15 years ago, and then I, you know I just kind of put it away. And life happened. I got married, have two beautiful daughters, um, and then we started. I started taking them back down there vacation. We go down there and hike, and uh, so it just started. You know, the story started going around in my head, and I always thought it was a perfect place for a horror movie. So uh, me and my buddy went and watched uh, this film called Bullet County. It's an independent movie. We watched it down at the Kentucky Theater. And I was like, man, if these guys can do it, you know, why can't we? So I went home, dug out the script. It took me about three weeks to knock it out. And, you know, I started showing people got great feedback from everybody and kind of started snowballing from there. Sure. Before we talk about the film and its production, let's talk about this because maybe people that are listening maybe have never had um, the chance to see a moonboat, me included. Um, you're a guy that's from there. Have you seen it? Talk to me about what it's like when you do see it. Yes, it's it's very hard to see. It has to be completely clear. Um, and actually, the first weekend we were filming, it was out. So some of these kids from Lexington, from you know other towns, had never been there before and they got to see it the first time. I've probably seen it maybe that's maybe the third time I've ever seen it in my life. So And I understand huge crowds of people. Oh show yeah, it's up, crazy. Right? People come from all over the world. I mean it's yeah. It's and you can't you can't book cabins or anything down there. Wow. So, Let's yeah. talk about some of these crazy myths because when you say Devil's Creek, Dog Slaughter Fall Falls, those are some pretty intense uh, places. And I did a little bit of research, so you're right. There are several different stories that go with those. Tell me about them. Yeah, so Dog Slaughter Falls, if you've not had the chance, you gotta go. It's a great hike it's a beautiful little waterfall but you know it's like why is it called dog slaughter there's all these legends so one of the legends where there are these hunters in the 1890s and they were hunting wild boar and the dogs got uh sent us something ahead and ran up and all of a sudden the dogs let out a big yelp at once so the hunters ran up to see what happened and all seven dogs were lying dead in a perfect cir circle and their blood was dripping red over the falls that was one. There's another one that uh, during a full moon, it makes any animal within a five-mile radius go crazy, and they jump off the falls and kill themselves. So 
That's the two stories I heard growing up. And then Devil's Creek was like a place where there was a, like a satanic church Yeah, they church said in the sort. 70s or 80s there was a satanic church there, which, you know, that kind of was all ACDC, all that stuff that started happening in the 80s. Everybody started kind of freaking out about satanic churches. So, But the legend goes that there was a satanic church, and they used to do animal sacrifices and things like that. Uh, you know, the, the kids in the 80s would go down there and park, and like their cars would just turn off and— and their engines would die, and they'd see guys in black and red robes and stuff like that. So uh, the legend goes that the the leader kind of went crazy and wanted to start doing human sacrifices. So the congregation wasn't going to have any of that. So they eventually like overthrew him. They hung him, and they buried him in the cemetery down there. There's a cemetery called Devil's Creek Cemetery. And uh, so they buried him upside down so he could never walk the earth again. And they say when it snows that his tombstone radiates heat. And when it snows, like, the, the snow just melts. Isn't it funny, though? Like, any of us that are from a small town, it's just there are so many of those stories that we grew up with. And, I mean, so, there has to be some truth part of, you Are know, you a guy that believes in any of that? I mean, I've seen a lot of crazy things down there. Now, so. at the Moonbow, isn't it that maybe, like, a bride, like, walks yeah, across? Yeah, supposedly. And yeah. then there's the, uh, there's, um, on either side of the falls, there's uh, two Native American rock structures. One's the Old Man of the Falls and one's the Old Lady of the Falls. And you can see their silhouette. And, you know, I think during a blood moon, they cry and stuff like that. Wow. Let's talk about this film. Um, It's been out for a while, kind of showing in some different places. Um, You had a budget of about $5,000. What made you go? Obviously, I'm sure it was the budget, but what made you go with the uh, two uh, phones that you shot this on? Yeah, for sure. It was definitely the affordability. Um, This movie came out called Unsane, and uh, the director, he's the guy that used to do the Ocean Eleven movies. He filmed it all on, uh, on a phone. And he used a DJI gimbal, and so, you know, we just saw the quality of that film, and it looked good, and we probably spent less than $1,000 of the 5000 on the technology, so it just kind of made it, you know, a viable solution. How long was the process for you to make this film? Um, so I probably, I started writing it last February, uh, last year, and I, like I said, it took me about three weeks. Uh, we did, uh, we started doing casting in July, and we filmed it in late August, and it took six weeks to film it. it. Took another month to edit, and it's taken a couple months to do the sound and color and stuff like that. So it's called Moonbow. Not to give anything away, but what are folks going to find in this film? What's the premise behind it? Uh, the premise are four local guys from the area. They move up to Lexington, and they work at a restaurant. They take their friends down to overnight camping trip. Some of their friends have never even heard of the Moonbow, so they take them down to to camp out and, you know, just have a good time on the beach. And, uh, you know, the locals know these stories, so they start telling the ghost stories and start getting everybody scared. And then maybe some of the legends come true during the film. We'll have to wait and see. If folks watch this film, they're going to see some local folks. And, I mean, these are all, like, Kentucky folks, right? Yeah, yeah. 100% Kentucky-made film. All the musicians, all the artwork, all the actors. And, uh, yeah, we did two two auditions at West Six Brewery. And... uh, I think only two of the cast members had any kind of experience going in, so it's a lot of fresh faces, but they brought a lot of energy and excitement. I think it adds to their performance because I think some of them were really terrified while we were down there. We should say you're a guy that you had a career. I mean, you had a really good job, and as you said, you've got a family. You have since kind of left that behind to do this. That had to be frightening. Oh yeah, I've, and did your wife? If, oh, she. It wouldn't happen without her. Yeah, she's totally supportive. <laughs> okay, oh, she's been there every step of the way, and 
I mean, she's probably Moonbo's biggest fan. Uh, the first time she watched the first cut of it, she started crying. So Aww. it was pretty sweet. And, yeah, I couldn't have done any of it without her and her support. Uh, the kids have been great. They helped out, too. They they actually, you know, filmed a couple things for me, and uh, we did some sound things with them. So, yeah, it's been a – it's been a, and then Luke's part of the family, too. Over here is my uh, tech guy. Yeah. He's off screen. I said he was your bodyguard, your agent. Yeah, he's, he's a little bit – he, he wears a right? lot of different hats. Yeah. So, well, we said but, you need a good guy. You so got to have a guy. guy. You know, it has really uh, been so fun to watch um, filmmaking in Kentucky. I mean, really just in the last – gosh, maybe even just the last five years, it's really taken off. And I, that's got to be really exciting for guys like you that are just starting out, seeing things like – the Burning Kentucky that just came out and some of these other more recent films as well. Oh, well, for sure. And I think you can attribute that to the technology. You know, it's it's now it's affordable. And so that means anybody can go make a story. All you got to have is a story and, you know, just be organized and have passion. And it's going to come across in the film. And I think, you know, Kentucky's so rich in our stories and our history and you know, the, the backdrop is amazing. So I, I just think there's so many good stories to tell. And, and you and I were talking. It's also been really interesting, I think, for you to uh, localize just or, or utilize local folks like the breweries. And uh, there's so much great music happening right now coming out of Kentucky. And to be able to kind of get in with all of that and then promote your m- film has been pretty cool, right? No, I think it's a hotbed. I guess it's the new Seattle, you know. it's uh, You got Sturgill. You got Tyler Childress. You know, you got all these guys. And, uh, yeah, all these films popping up. So it's an exciting time to be a Kentuckian. And, you know, that's the main thing this tour we're doing is uh, focusing on localism and, and just celebrating Kentucky. So you got all these independent breweries, and, you know, we're an independent film, so... You know, it's the best place to go see a movie. Yeah. Did you ever in your wildest dreams think you'd be sitting here talking about your film that you wrote, that you directed, you produced? No, I mean, it's it's exceeded my expectations. I mean, it's... It's been probably one of the greatest things I've done. It just just to do it was an accomplishment. And then, you know, the best thing, though, is all the people we've met along the way. It's, you know, people we wouldn't have talked to otherwise. And, you know, just telling those stories and, you know, just interacting with people. And it's been the best part so far. What do you say to folks that, you know, probably are just like you? They've got a dream. They've got a story. They've got, like, a little hook. But they just don't know how to take it one step further. What do you say to folks? Just got to take it one step at a time. Each day is going to be a problem. You just got to learn from the problems and and overcome them. And that was probably the funnest part is, you know, with the $5,000 budget, we couldn't go in and fix it in post, you know. So there's no CGI in this movie at all. So we had to do practical effects. And that, you know, me outside with a water hose spraying plastic to get plastic effects of, of a plastic body going down the river, things like that. So... Uh, you know, just use your imagination, and uh, that's you can get through anything with that. So when uh, you – did you put together, did I read, some type of uh, film festival down there in Corbin? Yeah, we did. Was uh, that a first of its yeah, kind? Yeah, it was the first annual Dog Slaughter Film Festival, and uh, it was a short film festival, 10 minutes and under. Uh, we had 215 entries from 54 countries. So uh, 54 countries? 54 countries. Wow. So uh, I think one day I watched like 37 short films. And the majority were in um, subtitles, so yeah, it was uh, it was quite a chore to get through that. But it was also, I mean, I laughed a lot, I cried. I mean, the the winner was amazing. This kid from Australia, this nineteen year old kid, which they have Australia has a huge national uh, interest in in film. They put a lot of money into young filmmakers, and he did. It's it's called uh, Irony. I think you can find it on YouTube, and it's just it's amazing. It got a standing ovation at the festival. 
kudos to you for going back and giving back because obviously you're up to your elbows in this film and, and doing this. You don't have to be doing that. It sounds like something kind of important to you to A, be home and doing it and then also give others kind of their break, if you will. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, that's what we're trying to do is, you know, we're starting Moonbow Productions. We're starting a production company. And hopefully we can keep growing every year. And I would like to do scholarships and, you know, do internships and bring kids in for the summer. Hey, you get a crash course in learning how to make a movie. You're going to get the experience of a lifetime. And hopefully it'll inspire other stories. And, you know. It's, it's are you a guy that I'm always thinking about the next story? Like what makes a good story? So are you somebody that's always thinking about what am I going to do next? Uh, well, I finished writing the sequel about four months ago. Okay. So we're going to start pre-production in November. Uh, we'll start casting next January, and we're going to film next summer. Um, and then I'm already about 30 pages into the next one after that. So I've got four or five ideas after that I've, you know, i just got to sit down and get Is get horror done. your thing, or do you um, have all kinds of ideas? Is that uh, I, starting with horror, I think, <laughs> and then I have other ideas. I think my third film is going to be a comedy. So it's, uh, it's actually going to be called Tombstone Junction. I love everything about that. <laughs> love everything about that. If people want to find more out about, A, this film, but obviously you guys and like what's coming down the pike, how do people find you? Uh, we're on social media, at Moonbo Movie. We have a website, moonbowmovie.com. Uh, upcoming um, showings, maybe. Uh, so we got a little break here. We did one last night in uh, E-Town at Flywheel Brewery, and it was awesome. Actually, Sunday night. Um, and the next showing is at Rock House Brewing on October 11th, and then we go to Ashland, Kentucky on the 12th. Cool. So just keep up with social media. Yeah, on... it's, yeah we have the full schedule and all the tour dates and stuff. Where did this ever come for you? Did you have a love as a child for film? And uh, uh, Yes, I did. I mean, I grew up in the 80s, a Spielberg disciple, mm -hmm. you know, watching all those movies, Indiana Jones, and then Lucas, Star Wars. So, yeah, just my childhood, a big part of it was going to the local mm -hmm. theater and getting, you know. Just getting swept away by these stories. So maybe this next film, you're going to have four phones, not just two. You hopefully, think? Yeah, budget wise, yeah. And when well, we had a drone also for oh, three days okay. until uh, my director of photography, Daniel Hamlin, if you're listening, uh, he crashed it into the river. So uh, yeah, hopefully I have a couple drones and uh, a couple phones. But yeah, I think we're going to keep with the technology. By the fun by the time next summer, it'll be. The SG-11 will be out. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think the technology is going to get better and better. And yeah. we're kind of getting on the ground level of it. And If Daniel Hamlin is listening, will he get to use the drones again since he uh, crashed No, we're going to make him sign an insurance waiver for the next drone flights. Or maybe we'll send him to drone school. Probably pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, before I let you go, a couple more questions. Uh, like the craziest thing that happened to you guys while you're filming. Oh, so. Can you narrow it down? So my wife had to do a stunt for one of the actresses. Uh, she couldn't perform the stunt. So the stunt was swimming across the Cumberland River. and that, I, that's, I was, that's quite the stunt. Yeah, and I was about 40 feet, foot up on this rock filming this, the scene. And so she has a wig on it because the, the, the actress had naturally dark curly hair. And she's got, my wife has brown hair. So she has this wig on and full clothes. And she's swimming across the river. Well, she gets about three-fourths of the way and the current just gets a hold of her. And so she starts going down, and we had a safety team. We had a kayak and a guy down the river with a rope and things like that. But the rescue crew, the, the kayak hits into the other guy that was in the water, so they almost flipped. But oh, uh, yeah, they got they got in and got her got her out. And so you know, I make my way down off the rock and I come up. And the first thing she's like, "Did you get the shot?" <laughs> so, 
she was a trooper about it. Worried about that? No, she was a trooper about it, but uh, that was probably the craziest. All right, and how about the coolest thing or like the most memorable? That's not. I think just uh, the cast. um, So none of the you know none of the cast really knew each other. So after the first weekend, like when everybody was leaving, everybody's giving each other hugs and exchanging phone numbers, and it just we created this family atmosphere and something we all went through together, and and that's you know. I talk to these guys once or twice a week, and it's just just it's just our a new family. So that's probably been the best part. That's awesome. We named this podcast uniquely Kentucky, and I always like to hear from folks what you think makes Kentucky so unique and its folks. Man, there's so many things. Um, I, I think just our spirit and uh, our passion. I think. I mean, if you look at you know the Wildcats, we're so passionate about that. We're passionate about our horses passionate about our bourbon and you know and I think now hopefully we'll be passionate about our film and we got great musicians and you know I think uh, just our pride in the state I think that's what's the most unique thing about Kentucky. Well Robbie Chadwell I appreciate your time if you've got a minute and you can check his social media and the website um, check out Moonbow check out where it's going to be it's one of those films that you're going to want to see I mean it's from someone local you got to go check it out and that's the best part and hopefully we'll see lots more from you in the coming future you think so? Yes for sure we'll be back for the sequel thank you Amber. Robbie Chadwell thank you.